and now like they went from 40 grit now they're just like 120 grit <laughs> i like that when you like break them in and they just, yeah. they just <laughs> the grit just increases yeah. <laughs> hello and welcome i'm steve and i'm drinking snake bite and i'm brett and this is fools with tools a podcast for the pro you forgot it driven plumber no no nope. what was it procedural 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 that's plumber not, that's not better what what is is it processy plumber process primula <laughs> can we use that one instead yeah <laughs> process uh, perineum uh <laughs> should we uh should we start again then <laughs> Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Al. And I'm Brett. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the procedural plumber. So, gentlemen, how are we? What's everyone been up to? I was drinking snake bites. So, <laughs> Brett, what have you been up to? Uh, by the time this podcast goes out, I'm going to have another video up. Hopefully tomorrow morning I'll post it. I got to kick through the rest of the edit tonight. Um, I made a chest, finally, a pirate's chest. Um, but I chose specifically to move it, uh, to make it out of a whiskey barrel because I thought that was a good idea. And it wasn't at all in the slightest. Don't ever do that again. Um, I like how it came out because it's all wonky and weird. And um, I, I even say it in like the little outro that I did where it's like, oh man, it's ugly. I love it. So, I mean, yeah. I've, only, I've only seen like a little sort of thumbnail that you shared with us, Brett, but it looks like something from sort of Monkey Island, you know, yeah, like that's, the, the, yeah. all the proportions of it and the kind of the, the weird shapes and, you know, it, fe it feels spot on, you know? Yeah, right? it's that's that. Okay. So I'm, I'm just going to drop it here because I honestly, I spent 18 hours in the workshop yesterday finishing it and like six different times throughout the day. I was like, I got to take a break. I'll finish it tomorrow or like I'll work more later or something. I kept wanting to step away. And then of course my brain would go, <laughs> you're not going to get a video out on Sunday if you don't finish it. Um, which is absolutely self-imposed goals. So there's nothing wrong with it, but holy crap. I thought it would look all cool with all these curves and, and wonky proportions and stuff. And I, I like it. I like that I achieved the goal that I set out for, but, Holy crap. I, I honestly gave myself maybe like 10, 15 hours to work on this thing start to finish. I just figured that much in, in terms of what I know about making a box and what I know about the process that I wanted to do to achieve the goal. But I everything had to be built in space, basically one piece at a time because nothing all the wood was different sizes, all the curves Wait, and all the everything. You built it in space. Uh, that's a, that's a Jimmyism. <laughs> when you, when you build in space, like you don't actually prep oh. all your materials and uh, then construct it. It's like every, so not, not like Eric, like Jimmy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Wait so, here. right. I get it. Um, yeah, but it was absolutely, I know we're going to talk about it a little bit this episode, but it was a, it was a study in building in space to the nth degree in terms of like, okay, I made one side. Now let's put that vertical and that's one side of the box on the bottom. 
And then I had to make the other side because none of it was the same size. And then I had to make, so instead of making a six sided box very easily, it was a nightmare, <laughs> but I, I, I got there. I did the thing. So hopefully everybody will watch the, or, or they will see the video. I'm hoping to post it in the morning. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Go uh, on. Oh, what about you? Um, I have got two videos out this week. Woohoo! Woohoo! Um, they're both silly really little videos. Funny. They're both very short. One of them wasn't even supposed to come out. I just like, <laughs> accidentally made it public and then yeah, quickly made it unpublic. As I say, yeah, it's not public anymore. It's fine. <laughs> um, but, and this is a top tip, um, if you do that by accident, um, anyone that's uh, got the notifications turned on for your channel will still get the notifications, even though yeah. your video is not public. So <laughs> just, just a word of warning. Yeah. Um, if it's sensitive material or anything like that, I suggest you just delete the video because even switching it off to private... Um, if someone still gets a notification, they will still watch it. Because yes. I was like, why is there hundreds of people watching my video when I've only <laughs> put it on Patreon? Um, but yeah, it was fine. So I, I caught it just in time. But it's a good indicator for people that have got the little bell turned on. Yeah. Um, if you're into that kind of thing. Um, yeah, so the first one was uh, just a little skit. I, I did another Logan's Logs, um, and it was for, <laughs> it was for Jake. Um, and <laughs> hopefully his video will be out soon because he's doing the whole... Um, the Marvel characters casting casting resin. Uh, the Hulk one was fantastic. The Deadpool one was just genius. Um, so I've got high hopes for Logan. I don't know what he's going to do, but he ba <laughs> he basically just um, Jake sent me a, a video on 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 Instagram, and he's just like in his in his best Texas accent. Um, he's going to go on the shitter, <laughs> 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 and that was my brief. So. Yeah, I, I did my best. Uh, and then, yeah, today I um, I got a video out, which is kind of like a a review, but not a review because I'm not doing anything like that. Um, <laughs> I will never do product <laughs> reviews. Um, but it was uh, Jamie from the Custom Cave. Um, he kind of gathered a whole bunch of what I can only assume is the nerdiest makers he could find <laughs> to um, <laughs> to be part of the, the cat, Caterpillar um, phone maker tour. Where basically we just all get the phone for a couple of weeks, yeah, and then it gets passed on. There's a box. Uh, someone actually uh, took the box and then made a metal version. So the phone is now in a really cool like metal box that someone's made uh, with like a, a, the cat the cat thing laser cut out of it. It's really cool. Nice. Um, and we're all adding our stickers to the box as it goes through, and we're all yeah. just basically playing around with this phone. It's really cool. Um, without sounding like a plug or a shill it's just like a super rugged phone really waterproof like indestructible glass and just drop proof and stuff um yeah and other things proof if you watch my video yeah, I was gonna say, yeah the, <laughs> that that video genuinely made me go hmm maybe i'm looking for a new phone maybe i should get that one because honestly if if i was the kind of person that would buy a phone yeah um, <laughs> it would be it would be that because yeah. it's it's fucking chunky as well it's not like it's not trying to be a trendy overly designed thing it's exactly what my personality is if yeah. it was a phone um, I think the thing that like made it for me is the fact that it's got all the features that I need on a phone as in all that protection but mm -hmm. without having to have a six inch thick uh, like <laughs> box case on it yeah. and uh, yeah so I was quite interested and also I meant to ask what's 
when you said it's got an actual torture mode, do you mean like a separate button that's no? So like you know, you know when you've got there's like I don't know if your Android phone has like a torch. Yeah, the, the cat flash. one is fucking is a torch. Nice. <laughs> you just turn it on, and I genuinely I was like casting shadows around the room. It's, fucking, it's like yes, and the battery's fucking, fucking brilliant as well. So yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah as I say, this isn't an advert, but it's, it is it is good. So you're in that awesome. sort of thing. Cool. Nice one. Yeah, Dave, what have you been up to? Uh, I have been. I've spent most of the week um, moving uh, anvils and forges back and forth, and back and forth, and back and forth, because Alex is really indecisive about where he wanted the uh, <laughs> workshops. He's an artist, Steve. <laughs> it's a fucking nightmare. But the thing is, is like we. I bet he knew exactly where he wanted to put that leather <laughs> chair, though. <laughs> yeah, but well, yeah, that's apparently not staying there. But I think it should. Um, I think it should. It looks amazing. Oh, so good. But that, to, to be honest, that's going to be where the uh, the power hammer and press are going to go in that corner anyway. So that's all. Oh, no, you don't need those chairs. Yeah. Um, it looks too nice. It looks like a coffee shop. <laughs> it looks like a trendy, gray, delicious, lovely. Should be yeah. Should Swedish be short coffee shop. shop. <laughs> the grey is so subtle. There's not nearly enough OSB orange going on. <laughs> Give it time. Give it time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like we we've moved all that around, and the annoying thing is, is we ended up with the layout that we set about having originally, like three months ago. Um, but yeah, so I did that, got everything moved around, um, did loads of work getting everything like properly set up. Um, the only problem being that me and Alex both suck at process, and both wanted to kind of jump straight to the end, like the finishing touches, like putting signs up and putting like little cute things here and there and everything else. And it's like, no, we actually need to like bolt the vices down and set the forges up and install the flues and all that sort of shit. Um, So yeah, it was kind of fun kind of working together on that and bouncing ideas back and forth. Um, But then on the Friday, uh, we got everything set up properly, uh, Wednesday afternoon. Um, Thursday, he was just potting around and I had a load of, load of other bits that I had to get done. And um, Thursday, I got to go back over and do a um, like a test piece for uh, a commission I've got coming up because I need to, to do this commission and it's quite hard to... I, I have no drawing skills as such. Um, so I had to... I've, I've basically just got to make a test piece to show the... Um, the customer what I'm doing um, but not only is it really good because it's a, a test piece in terms of uh, showing them what I'm going to do but it also really helped me figure out the process for making these again because it's because I've got to make um, it's a, it's for a fire set and the the style I'm making them in is not something I've worked in before so I've got to make potentially four or five um, pieces that are all virtually identical Um so I need to make sure that I can do that consistently. And this first one, there's quite a number of things that I've done on it that I know that I can't, or I that I, I can do better and that I wouldn't be able to do um, exactly the same again. Um, and like there's, there's better and more efficient ways of doing it. So it's quite nice kind of going through that and figuring out all those problems on a test piece where it doesn't matter if it's not identical um, because... Like I say, I can kind of I can use that as as show the customer this is the general idea for what I was thinking. 
do you like it? We can change this. We can change that. Go through everything and then go back and go, right, this time I'm going to start here. I'm not going to do that bit until I've done this bit. And I can, I've, you know, I've, I've figured out that, uh, that process, which takes us really nicely and subtly into uh, this week's topic. I wish you didn't just that point out just... like how nicely you do when you do it. You <laughs> We've just... been great and you've been nice. Exactly. That was as Certainly. subtle as fucking Michael Bay, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I wanted to kind of move it on to you guys because I didn't want to just stay talking about that for ages. And yeah. <laughs> No, but that, 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 that's really interesting, Steve, talk about your way of, of getting buy-in on something because illustration is not your strong point, but forging is and smithing is, so you can make something to show someone, you know, proof of concept yeah. kind of thing. You know, really interesting versus watching something like when Rory talks about his process and he's no. absolutely, you know, yeah. a draftsman and can, yeah. can you know, bring something to life on, on paper and almost like in an architectural fashion, um, you know, to the point where he, he, yeah. he's he's essentially a trained architect yeah. um, but brings it to life in metal. Um, and he, that's part of his process. And, and it, uh, you know, very recently he kind of shared that with us and, and, and I... I saw a whole new side to him from yeah. that and a whole new level of inspiration beyond him just in his skills as a blacksmith. Um, but it begs the question, like what, what, what things do you require as what you do as like almost like bolt-ons as part yeah. of your process. So he does it that way, but you do it in a way that's a bit more, um, a bit more hands-on, a bit more analog because you can, you're actually kind of creating the thing, yeah. you know, maybe a, a slightly rougher version, I presume. Oh, okay, or maybe yeah. you know, a smaller version, even I don't know, save on materials, but you're essentially saying this, you know, this is kind of proof of concept. Yeah, um, <clears throat> it's very similar to what I would do in a design capacity. You know, you, you, you <laughs> that is actually drawing things, but <laughs> you, you, you kind of have to go to um, a, a really shitty low res version of something yeah. that that you can churn out quick, just to get the idea across. It's kind of what we were talking about the other week about sculpture, where you kind of you have this object that you just fashion into one shape and then you're slowly getting it more and more high resolution yeah that yeah. is very much what um graphic design is you, you you do a you do a pen sketch first um you know black and white really rough um not don't go anywhere near a computer and you just try to sell something in yeah um it might even just be words you know, sometimes you, depending on who the client is as well, I think that's really important. If it's a very visual person, they might need stimulus that's, that's different. But actually, I've been in meetings as a graphic designer where I just speak yeah, and describe what I'm going to do. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> can you give us 108 grand uh, and, and I'm going to just, I'm going to do this. And you just, yeah. you just say it um, or you can bring it to life through words or, you know, you can, um, I've even, you know, created short films to kind of sell in an idea. So even yeah. if it's just a, um, designing a logo for example or designing some packaging i sometimes use music as part of the process to say this is what this is what i'm going to draw sounds like yeah it sounds stupid it sounds really pretentious but it, it works yeah and you, you get people on board and you get because a lot of the time it's about um, people's faith we've talked about this before we've talked about getting people to trust you like trust me i'm a trust me i'm an artist trust me i'm a black <laughs> trust me i'm a pirate um <clears throat> Getting, getting them on board, pun intended. Um, you need, you might need different tools, and yeah. you might need different different process processes. Um, and yeah, I I love that version, Steve. Where you go, oh, I'll just fucking do it. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'll do the thing that I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm a dude playing a dude. Yeah. Um, because then they haven't got any, any excuse. It's like, yeah. this is what it's going to be. Um, yeah. But sometimes, you know, time doesn't allow it. Materials don't allow it. Um, and, and, you know, production values don't allow it. So you have, yeah. to, you have to take different angles. I mean, because I think like with this, this particular example, um, it's, the, the other thing is is it's a, because it's something that's going to be used that's going to be held in their hand and 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 used every day it's a very tactile thing so seeing a drawing of it on a on a piece of paper isn't always going to um fully put across what what it's going to be but yeah. there's um there's again because i can't draw what's in my head um but what is drawing you're just drawing with metal well yeah <laughs> I was going to say because there's there's uh, uh, I'm working on something with um, a couple of other people in the community um, to Fuck hopefully you. produce something at the end at the end of it and uh, <laughs> dick and <laughs> and uh, and I've been trying to explain how I want or how I think we could create this um, this thing and, and how it could be constructed but I uh, I, I despite the fact that I'm I'm on a podcast, I really struggle with words quite a lot. And I, I'm I tend to go around in circles when I'm trying to explain things, which anybody that listens no. to this knows quite well. <laughs> no. And uh, and again, because I can't draw stuff out. I mean I can I can put little sketches down that trigger memories in my head. So I can then I like a stupid little sketch that nobody else can really understand what it's it what it what it's about. Yeah, kind of like trigger yeah, exactly. It triggers it in my head so I can understand it. So I'm doing the same thing. I'm making a, a miniature version out of cardboard so I can show to them and be like, look, this is really rough, but this just shows you what is actually in my head. This is this is what I'm thinking about. Um, and then obviously, like you say, you, you kind of iterate on that. Um, and I think for for me, that's, that's a great way to get around it. But I'm fully aware that um that, that doesn't always work and like you said time doesn't always allow for that which is why one of the my goals for this year is to improve my um drawing skills and whether that's you know um computer aided drawing or computer assisted drawing and and doing CAD models and learning fusion 360 and and all that sort of stuff or whether it's just the fact that i i make a pact with myself that every single day i sit down and i sketch something out until I'm able to sketch something out that actually looks like the thing I'm trying to sketch mm -hmm. out, um, which I think is something we we talked about before. Um, but that's something I'd, I'd love to do. I'd love to be able to actually to to go. Well, actually, yeah, it's just it's this, and just quickly knock out a sketch that that makes sense. Um, and uh, and yeah, it, it's something I'm I'm working on it and I'm trying, but I don't have I don't have that um, that innate. Uh, process to be able to, to do that i i really struggle with it um so yeah i my process is built around um kind of avoiding things that i can't do which is <laughs> something that i i need to it's an anti-process kind of yeah exactly so it, it's things like uh for example if i'm building something the amount of times that i've gone i'm not going to do that out of wood because i can't really work with it if you if you hit wood it, it breaks it doesn't bend the way you want it to bend sort of thing so i've built things out of metal because i understand metal better and i can i can do that when actually wood would have would would would, would, would have been better um so yeah that like my processes are, are flawed in the sense that i don't always choose the best 
the best medium to present something because it because I I I, I don't have the skill the necessary skills in that that medium rather than going okay well I'm going to take a a few extra hours and I'm going to sit down and I'm actually going to sketch this out and work it out I I rely on skills that I know I have and that I can um, utilize to to kind of present that thing I mean in, and, in terms in terms of that process like you're already getting into like the meat of it Steve you're already getting into like the actual production and the um you know I need to make something to show somebody because I, I just want to fucking get to it yeah. um Brett I I think you're more on my kind of my side of the stable in terms of like a lot of my process is done before even contemplating that, you know, even getting to the, 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 the bit where I can actually produce something and it. It can be frustrating because I can't show somebody something. Mm. It might be in my head from start to finish. Um, but either through lack of people skills or, um, you know, command of language, I, I, I just want people to kind of leave me alone because I just want to get on with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and I don't I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I kind of get the same impression for you, Brett, that you, like your process is already, you know, a certain percentage occurring without anything even being produced. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think you're wrong in that at I'm all. Not wrong. You're not <laughs> wrong. Um, I do think I I definitely have that habit. And I, I agree that it's like either lack of social skills or <laughs> communication skills, probably a mixture of column A and column B. Um, but, you know, there will be times Jim will walk into the shop. I'll be mid working on something. I'll go, oh, you know, if you just do this thing, and, you know, there's a handful of us that will definitely be the first ones to just look up and go, leave me alone. <laughs> like I'm working. <laughs> um, and it's, it's just him trying to help or offer some yeah. advice, but, I've talked to plenty of other makers in our space and you get that sense. You know, there's a lot of people that, that want to be left alone because they appreciate the process. At least this is my argument. I appreciate the learning process because I get to learn my way, right? I get to learn the way that works best for me and it helps me understand problem and solution finding, right? So um, if I just know a solution from somebody who offers it to me, I'm able to, there is no problem solving, right? It's just been, it's been solved for me. So the process, the reason I appreciate process so much is because it gives me the opportunity to learn. And yeah, it's difficult for me sometimes to like take the ax build with Jess as an example. You know, we actually spent a couple of days drawing out pretty much everything because we knew we were on a limited time schedule and she knew what she had to do. I, basically knew what I had to do, but it was a lot more, you know, like forming and I screwed up twice and then the bolts didn't line up on her end. And we had all these things that had to be solved through the process. You know, it's like we, we planned as much as we could and then the execution still faltered on both of our sides. So, and uh, as an example, more current, the, the little treasure chest, I did sketches just the same as I always do. I try and do like a little sketch up to give myself a sense of visually what I'm looking for at the end of it with the idea that whatever happens along the way, I'll, I'll try and sort it out the best I can. But man, as much into process as I am, the whole, the whole way that I approach builds is like you said, Al, I'm, I'm typically like 
more than 50% of the way through the thought process in terms of materials, the steps that I'm going to take to get there, and then whatever that final product looks. There's a lot of percentages in between those steps that I'm lacking, but that's the stuff I figure out along the way, or that's where I accept ahead of time that I don't know the process there. Yeah, just so happens that on this pirate chest thing, I knew way less about it than I previously thought. So, yeah. I mean, it's the reason why, uh, just to keep rolling with the example of process, I also, I put so much time and effort into the shooting and editing of my things because that's a part of my process, right? I've been making videos for a really long time professionally, you know, before the maker thing. And you start to develop these processes. How do you keep your files? How short are your clips? How do you shoot? What's your lighting? All of those processes. Everything about this, I did the same as usual. I, like, I knew where my lights were gonna be. I knew where I was gonna work. I knew I had my camera and my cards and everything like that. I have four and a half, hour of, four and a half hours of footage on this thing. And the reason I've, I've brought that up a couple of times in like, the pre-show too, is that's insane. The last time I shot that much footage was when I did uh, like the shadow axe, which was like an 18 minute long video because I didn't know what I was doing and I had animations in with it and everything. So it all added up to be just a, a garbage heap of footage. Whatever this process was that went into this one, the reason it was so frustrating, the reason it took so long is because the process <clears throat> failed or there were the preconceived notions or the, yeah. the pre-process that I usually do did not feed into the execution like it usually does. So it's a little frustrating. And yeah, if, if somebody would have walked into the shop yesterday while I was working on something, I don't know how, but I avoided anybody else being in the shop. <laughs> I know Jimmy's at workbench comp. There's a couple other people. No one showed up. So I just beat my head against the wall <laughs> until I got the thing done. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's funny. There's a, there's a couple of points that you, um talks about that I kind of want to come like loop back on. But the um the the two main ones were the the idea of building in your head. And that's something that I think um a lot of people in this community tend to do. Like I I won't even um I don't even tend to discuss an idea until I've built it in my head a few times because every time I, I build it and every every iteration that goes on in my head, it's you know I'm I'm problem solving along the way so that when I um, start talking about it, like the amount of times I've um, I've started a conversation with someone about, oh yeah, cause I was gonna do this thing and I was gonna do this and then this and then this. And and they'll interrupt halfway through it and they'll go, oh yeah, but if you do that, then you can't do this. But, oh no, no, I've, I've already thought about that because further down the line, I'm gonna do this and that's gonna resolve that issue. Um, and, and like you say, it doesn't matter how much you do that. There's always something that you, you end up coming across that you haven't thought of, um, and I think it's 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 kind of interesting to see how much thought people put into these things before they, um, uh, e before pen even touches paper, or, or you know before you even light the forge or whatever. Like there's there's always a lot of of thought that goes into it, um, and and that's I think that's just for for the bigger builds, like for the 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 smaller stuff and the kind of more freeform stuff. I know I know a lot of people just go actually, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm going to light the forge. I'm going to see what happens. And yeah. like, there's some, I've seen some really, really nice pieces that have come out of that. And I've, I've made some pieces that I really like from just doing that. Um, but you I think get, for, you get nice little accidents with things like that. I think we, yeah. we, we, we talked about it on the, the storytelling episode with John, where you've got that kind of 
free writing or whatever it's called where you just you just yeah. let it flow and you just you know you you're not thinking about it at all it's just instinctive yeah um i was i was doing it at work actually on friday um i was trying i was trying to draw flavor and i don't mean like draw lemon or draw yeah chili. Flavor, I, was, I, was trying, flavor. I was trying to draw the, the sensation yeah what does sour look like <clears throat> and it could only be expressive yeah. So it can only be done like instinctively and not thought about it. What there's nothing logical about it. Yeah. Um, so you couldn't plan it. So I was I was I was literally just sat there with 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 inks and paper and just going, it kind of feels like this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And and it 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 was a as a professional, you kind of feel really guilty because it's not it, you're not going through a proper process. Yeah. You're more of a, an artist, you know. Well, you're more just being expressive. That, and being... That's exactly what I was going to say. It's like it's almost the def- the, the the distinction between um, producing a product and producing a piece of art, mm. and like that, whether it's that 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 thought process or whether it's just the fact that like the pre-planning sort of thing. Yeah, but then you know, just to go off on a ta- classic tangent, take someone like Damien Hurst. You know, that's all pre-planned yeah. and, and and process driven. Yeah, but it's still but, art. Yeah, as I say, but the, I I would imagine a lot of with or I'm kind of guessing here, but I'd imagine those ideas aren't. He's not sitting down and going, "I need to, uh, I need to cut a cow in half." It, it's <laughs> <laughs> like it. He's coming up with an idea and then going, "Right, I I want to do this," and then figuring out how to do it. Whereas, like with a a product, you 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 kind of have a a set of guidelines and you kind of go, right, okay, yeah. well, I'm going to do this. It has specific needs and functions. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so just before I forget, because it, it kind of appropriately, before anyone interrupts and I forget again, one of the, the other things... Oh, you did about, you see the... <laughs> hey, hey, oh, hey, oh, um, one of the other things that you said about was uh, like when, when Jimmy comes in and the initial question I was going to ask is you said that you didn't like it when... Uh, he came in and said about, oh, there's a better way to do that. And I was, I was going to say, is that because it interrupts your flow or because it's um, because you like doing the problem solving? And you, you already said it's because you like doing the problem solving. And well, I also, uh, to, to pick at your words that you just to used there interrupt. too. Yeah, I'm going to interrupt <laughs> you. This is how conversations work. You said a thing. I want to talk to you about that thing. I know I wasn't finished on the thing. So you said... Is it because he has <laughs> this thing will work better or this solution that I have to offer you will work better? I don't necessarily agree with that sometimes. And I think we can all, we're all a little guilty of that. And guilty is probably even the wrong word because it's just two sides of the fence. Like somebody that walks in that says, this is the way this is done yeah. is not the person that's going to accept any other way. Well, yeah. be- better is subjective. Yes, better faster is subjective. subjective. You yeah. know, yeah. safer is objective, but better. And I, I guarantee, if he would have walked in yesterday, and yes, I realize this is just a very personal example, and you have to know a little bit more about how Jimmy and I's dynamic is. Um, but yeah, it's it's tough. He he kind of learned to just let me free flow on things, to use the term that you know Al's throwing around. Um, it works. It works better for me. To, to, yeah, solve those problems, but also knowing fair and well, 
15 minutes into that build, I knew everything was going to be wrong. I was yeah. just like, none of this wood is the same size. There's there's curves everywhere. How the hell am I going to do this? And if he would have walked in four hours down the line, it's like you said, Steve, somebody that goes this thing. Oh, but you won't be able to do that if you do it that way. And you're like, eh, I'm I'm 20 miles ahead of you trying to think down there. Just, yeah, you get a little, you know, a little yeah. sour about it. And, <laughs> and you kind of want people to just leave you alone. But it's I have a better solution than you're going to offer me. It's more just like, I got it. You got to let me work through this. Yeah. This is part of the process. It's my process. <laughs> so, I mean, cause that, that was the, the like, again, like that's why I wasn't actually going to ask that question. Cause you said that, but when, when you're working like that, <laughs> when you're working like that, like if, if, if you have an interruption, um, do you have, bits in your process and i don't mean interruption like someone coming in and saying oh you should do that i mean like you know you, your phone goes and there's an emergency or the lights go out or you know you're you're right in the middle of it and then suddenly you realize it's it's 1 a.m and, and your flat disc explodes yeah your flat flat disc explodes or, or, or something yeah you know. do you have things in your processes that allow you to deal with that or is that if if your flow gets interrupted your your process as it were is is fucked that's the route that I was kind of looking to come back. Yeah. On. Uh, I'd like to hear everybody's perspective on this, but since you asked me, we'll do a round Robin. Um, one, the, the reason I do the clean shop, happy shop thing is a hundred percent because it clears my mind and gets me back on track. It, it allows me to, I, I think I may have said it before in a couple of previous episodes, but when things go wrong, and things feel very out of control and there's just too much other stuff going on and, and things don't seem to be flowing in the right direction, I take a step back and I, I clean or I organize because as long as I know that my space surrounding me is in order, I'm able to really, really focus on what's going on in front of me. So yeah. I don't allow myself to be distracted by anything else because I just I take care of that stuff. So yeah, I have a tendency to step away when everything goes wrong or a big distraction happens. Um, nothing really happened yesterday, but I did have to, I just stopped for 30 minutes because I was getting so down the rabbit hole in terms of like, how am I going to fix this? How am I going to fix this? Oh shit, this isn't working. How am I going to fix this? I just stopped and yeah. I swept for a half hour or something like that and then came back to it. And it's like, it just refreshes me. So I know it's a little, you know, hokey that I always do the clean shop, happy shop thing, but it, Honestly, that's yeah. probably one of the biggest helps is just, yeah, I get interrupted and then it's like, I can't jump straight back into it. So I need yeah. something to be that middle, that mediator, which is okay. Clean the shop. Yeah. Kind of. But get you Al, Steve, I'd, I'd love to hear your guys' the same, same approach to it. <clears throat> yeah. For me, for me, like the whole, the whole idea of a process sounds like, um, like health and safety legislation. It sounds like <laughs> you've got to go through the proper, proper procedures in order to do the job properly you know like <laughs> fuck, i was walking down the street the other day and um walking like around the street the other day i was walking down the street the other day, <laughs> um and there was just some paving around a tree and there was a guy laying replacing one of the paving stones it obviously got cracked or something there's three people stood there <laughs> like seriously it's not even a joke like i know people joke about like sort of 
<laughs> tradesmen and kind of the health and safety and you know you, you got off the guy watching i was watching jimmy watching the bull ant there was there was three people laying at one paving stone yeah and i just thought this has come around because somebody doesn't know what they're doing and somebody will hurt themselves if proper procedures are not followed mm-hmm. and therefore there's two people who are just bored off their fucking face and one person that's embarrassed because he needs two people to stand watching him um because somebody somewhere at one point in time once fucking dropped a paving stone on his head or something. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all a consequence of either like stupidity or people not doing things properly or people hurting themselves or people suing someone and, you know, and just protecting yourself against being sued or, you know, what just bullshit societal kind of things um, that make my skin crawl. But when I hear the word process and procedure, that's what my brain instantly goes to is like, yeah you know you've got to tick all the boxes and you have to do all the things that are in the curriculum and then you'll get a good grade and it's like yeah i, I can go through the motions if you want yeah. me to but it will take a long time and it'll be incredibly boring and you'll get exactly what you expected yeah mm-hmm. and there'll be no there'll be no subversion of what you're going to achieve there'll be no exciting you know um outcomes that you never expected um, that's for me what the word process means. Yeah. But then I think actually it's just all, it's all relative. It's all individual. So my process is absolutely not that, but it's still our process. Yeah. As messy yeah, exactly. and as erratic and nonsense as it is, it's still a process. Um, I was just thinking, Brett, just then when you were talking about kind of how you approach things and that, that, that stepping out and stepping back in moment or the disruption, Steve, that you're talking about. I've learned that I have a way of assessing like a, a problem. Like we all talk about being problem solvers. Like I have this kind of freeze frame motion where I just stop and assess the situation. Like at one point I thought it was like Dr. Manhattan. Like I was thinking of every possible solution. But I think I was like overselling myself. <laughs> I think it's more like uh, in the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes where he just assesses, yeah. assesses a fight. And before the fight even begins, he's worked out what he's going to do. He's worked out the tool he's going to use. He's going to work out where his arms are going to go. And that's what I do. I will I will walk into a situation that needs my problem-solving skills, and I'll just freeze. Yeah. And I'll try and work out what's going to happen, and I'll try and think of every possible evaluation, you know, curveballs and creativity and everything. And, and I've found that people, like, kind of are a bit worried by it because – I'll not say anything. <laughs> but this isn't just like creative problems. This is like problems in life as well. So if somebody's yeah. like being aggressive or abusive towards me, um, my process of, sol- of of trying to solve that, you know, it's not necessarily running away or fighting back or being aggressive. I'll just try and kind of like go through the motions in my head first. So I've seriously been in in, in sort of encounters where people have been trying to start a fight with me and I'm just stood there working it out (laughs) (laughs) and it might be like a second it might be 10 seconds you know and it's obviously like awkward and uncomfortable um but that's that's my process my process is walking into the hack shack going right I know I've not got any blades left from there I've just got those flap discs through the post um I don't have any real wood, but I can use that. <laughs> you know, I can use that for now. And there's a sheet of like um, 
MDF <laughs> laminate down there. Yeah. Um, and I can glue that together, you know, and, and, I, and, I, and I'll just literally just, just pan out this scenario in my head. And if it fails, I'll start again and go back and do another scenario and then maybe branch off three at once. And, and, and that's, that's my process. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to actually doing it, and Brett, you've you've kind of experienced me. The actual doing thing is there's no process at all. I just do it. Yeah. Like if I need to put up a shelf, I'll just grab whatever there and put up a shelf. Like I don't <laughs> care what it is, what it's made from, what it looks like, what angle it's on. Yeah. That bit is in, like instantaneous to me. There's no process at all. Like if you if you just watched me do that, there isn't a process. I'm just yeah. I'm just doing it. It's like um, it's just free fall. Yeah. But. The, the process for me is is the the the, the time period before that where I've, I've I've kind of tried to work it all out, um, which is is it's really bad and it's really dangerous because it's it, I don't think it's healthy, um, and it's the same at work. So like I like I'll be given a design problem, and I don't want anyone to come near me for like the first hour, day, week, whatever, because yeah. that's when I'm working it all out, and I try and stress that with people, and I try and stress that with kind of um, juniors and, and and students and stuff is like if you're trying to design something the first thing you do should not be design <laughs> you should be thinking about it you should be you know researching learning about it you know yeah. working out the problem in your head the last 10 percent is when you go and sit on a computer and, and actually fucking design something um obviously that's going to be different when you try to do like production stuff and you try to make things um but when it comes to problem solve like unique problem solving for me, the process is all like before I even start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which yeah. makes me sound like some sort of serial killer, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just makes me really want to do a Sherlock thing with you when I'm. Yeah. Over <laughs> no, see, that, like when I saw that, it just like so resonated with me. I was like, yeah, obviously. How else are you going to go into a fight? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you know, randomly windmilling have, and hope you and, I, lands. you and I are gonna have to have a conversation about that. I, I think I'm in that same camp of just like <laughs> quietly analyzing everything and then going, okay. Yeah, yeah. Steve, talk it out. Um it, it's kind of funny because the the whole like Al said, the the kind of sitting back and going, right, okay, well what's 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 going on and, and taking that step back and, and thinking everything through beforehand. That that's something that I will do if I'm helping someone else. If I'm getting involved in someone else's workshop in, in an, an issue outside of my workshop, whether that's an issue at at work where you know I've I've walked into the building and all fucking hell's broken loose and, and things are on fire, or whether it's you know, I've I've gone to uh, like help a, a friend that the, like the bar's really busy and they, they, they need someone else to jump on the bar. Like I'll just take a second. I'll look around and go, right. Okay. Right. That needs doing. that needs doing. that needs doing. Right. Okay. Let's get this done. And, and I go and, and I, you know, I tick off the tasks as they need doing and I get everything done, get everything sorted, get to a good position. Then I can kind of after that. And, and as soon as I've, I've figured out what, let's say what avenues you've got to go down and what what you've got to do first as soon as i've done that then i can sit back and kind of go right okay what what's next what's like that that all those major issues are solved like i've i've plugged those holes what's what's next and and kind of go from from there and and yeah if, if i'm jumping into to someone else's situation i 
I do that a lot more. I tend to sit back and and kind of assess. Um, if it's my workshop, I don't. I walk in and I go, ooh, shiny thing, ooh, shiny thing, ooh, shiny thing, and get completely distracted. Um, which is why if if I know that there's a specific thing that I need to work on, um, I will go down and the first thing that I'll do is tidy the shop. Just spend half an hour just tidy everything away because I've normally got about 16 different things that are out that are half done or barely started or almost finished or whatever. And I'll, I'll figure out, right, can this go, like, is, is this realistically going to be finished in the next 20 minutes? No, right, well, fuck off out of the way and sort of, like clear the decks as it were um and and now i've i've started getting into the habit of um of realizing that i don't need to start and finish a project in a single day or in a single hour or in a single session i can i can do a little bit and then walk away and then do a little bit more and then walk away like i was um i've been doing an axe handle for uh the um acts that jazz got me for christmas um and i kept looking at it going oh, i haven't got time to to do that and then suddenly realizing well actually i could just cut the shape out tonight whilst i'm waiting for that thing to cool down before i can take it home so i can just cut that out quickly and then i can leave it to one side and then the next time i'm in right okay well i can just shave down that one side of the side whilst i'm waiting for the paint to dry or i can do this and and so having a, a project that's going on at the side and breaking it down into smaller steps and going right I can do that little bit now I can do that little bit now I you know I can do that little bit and I don't need I don't even need to finish it but I can do a little bit whilst I'm doing other things rather than kind of starting one and then going all right okay well while I'm waiting for that to cool down I'll just quickly start doing this and getting completely sidetracked and and doing that um and then forgetting about the other thing because that's that was my that's always been my biggest issue is the fact that I'm my brains if I'm if I'm working my brain goes at 400 miles an hour and I'm doing 16 different things with it and it I I struggle to keep that focus um which is why if I am working on um a, a, a single thing thing a, a project I can really really get into the flow of it and I can be so singularly focused that I can quite happily work on that without having a drink, having a break, taking a piss or whatever. And then, <laughs> and then it's out. two in the morning. You're like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the amount Did of time. Did I eat today? <laughs> I didn't eat today. Did I, I eat? missed once. Today. The amount of time Beryl's come out of the, uh, the work or come out of the house and been like, uh, Steve, it's 10 o'clock. Um, and people are trying to sleep. Can you shut the fuck up? Oh shit. Sorry. And, mm. um, and yeah, like, and so if someone comes in and, and interrupts me, um when i'm like at that singular focus then it completely blows me and i i cannot get back into that um that that zone that groove that whatever so i have to again i have to take a step back and I go right okay well what what can i do now what can i work on that's gonna i have to take i have to step away from that thing because that that thing in my head is, is now snapped it's now broke i can't just jump back into it. I have to completely step away. I have to work on something else before I can go back into it. And it's probably going to be the next day before I get into that zone, as it were, um, which is why um, it's great working on my own because I can do that. Um, but 
if I if I'm doing the the thing where I've where I've got 16 different things going on and I'm in my head I know right I'm doing this little bit and I'm doing that little bit and and I've got that going then it's fine if someone comes in and interrupts me then that, that, that's fine because I've broken it down into little tiny jobs so you know it's only that one little tiny job that's that's been interrupted everything else is still there waiting in the back of my head um but yeah if if I'm doing the the one big in the zone thing and someone interrupts that then i'm screwed i can't jump back onto it at all um so i yeah, need to I think, I, need... I think that's healthy that kind of breaking up of things and, and yeah um, having that that attitude to to not have to i'm the exact opposite and it's really immature like i i need closure on stuff yeah i if, oh i oh god I yeah I something i'm like well, it's but yeah. it's not done. It's, it's like it knows it's not done. It's it's, yeah. it's, it's aware. It, it's so <laughs> fucking hard to to break yeah. that and and to to not because I like I, I fucking love closure. I mean that's that's why I I I want to to make things for a living because that's what I find satisfying. Like the, an end the product work, is a, yeah. the, the something that you produce yeah. at the end of the day and then you go exactly. at the end of the week. Yeah, yeah. And the worst the worst thing about being in an office and just ticking boxes all day is the fact that you you never get that. Um, so I really really crave it. Um, and and getting out of that habit and force myself to break that it down into those little tasks and going okay, well I've done that today. That's that's actually a good thing. Is fucking impossible. And I really 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 struggle with it. <laughs> Hooray, my turn. Sort of. I feel like we got spun around a little bit on what I initially was going to chat about. And that was a lot of, um, you had, you had a couple of points that stuck out to me specifically there, Steve, in, in terms of, you know, when somebody interrupts you or when Al, when you're talking about, um, you know, hanging the shelves or when I was in there working on the shop with you and Soph, Steve, when you've got work to do with other people and you're not in your own shop, um, just as as an example, when we were working on all those signs for Bullet, I had done the typical, at least me, approach to things of, of I knew that this part needed to be cut out, then stacked, then glued, then it would get painted, and then we wait for the paint to dry, sand it, Jimmy puts the wiring in, I finish it, build box, it's done. Now we had to do that 25 times, and there were three or four moments where it was like, no this is the process in my head because this is what is the most efficient for me to be able to yeah. do all of this stuff and not get totally bored out of my skull. Um, and I walked in one morning and Jimmy goes, Oh yeah. Uh, he texts me and goes, Hey, there's some signs ready to be finished. And I was like, great. I go and look at him and like, it's all the raw wood and it's already been glued together and the wiring's done. So now I have to paint <laughs> instead of stuff that I could like, quickly paint and work yeah. around the curves now everything is dimensional and there's wiring hanging out all over the place and for a moment for a moment i stood there and just went fuck this <laughs> like i'm not this it like interrupted my flow i can't yeah. i don't know what to do you know it's the same kind of attitude you know it's like somebody kind of interrupted the flow of things but it, it, it was absolutely no fault to him because it was still just the goal like we yeah. needed to finish the signs yeah so I took a step back uh, at that moment, just trying a little personal growth moment and go, it doesn't matter. Like it may have been a little bit easier in one part of the process, but it actually means that these signs were ready and otherwise. So I would have had to, it would have taken just as long to do it the other way around. 
Yeah. Um, because it wasn't part of my process or because what I had, you know, the expectations and the pre-production that I had put into it, it didn't match up with it. But when you guys have to deal with that, like Al, clients, you know, the other members of your teams, Steve, you've got Alex and, you know, your, your day job right now in terms of the people that you have to work with. And if you're working with Alex and Joe, just like there's tons of people constantly around you guys. And there's opportunities for things to maybe not go according to plan or, you know, the process that you had in mind gets interrupted. So I know, Steve, you said it's really difficult for you to work on projects when you get interrupted, personal or otherwise. Sometimes it can like take you out of it. But how do you guys deal with that? Just as an opportunity to hear your perspectives on on how you work through those moments when it's not in your control and somebody interrupts your process, but there is still a goal in mind. Like you don't get to just step away for a day because it's not your project. I mean, that's that's literally, and I hate using that word, but that is literally <laughs> all day, every day in my career. Yeah. Is interruptions that aren't part of the thing that you're doing. Yeah. In all capacities and all facets, none of it productive and all of it, detrimental to everything that everyone's doing and it's all day and it's every day and the the processes that are meant to be in place just get sort of worse and worse and more and more bastardized um, yeah. as the deadline gets shorter and shorter um, and that's not a sob story about like the industry I'm in that is just the reality of it yeah um, and I, I the, the more complex it becomes because the more the industry needs to evolve in order to, to 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 justify itself the worse it gets yeah. so basically you know what 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 in essence you know if i was a freelance designer i would be sat at home or sat in my office designing the thing that i need to design but the more people involved and the more sort of parties that are involved and the bigger the industry and the bigger the client um, the more cogs and every single cog is not turning the right direction. Some of them aren't even cogs. Some of them, uh, like just bombs. And... Who, who, who put this donut in here? <laughs> yeah. This doesn't work. No, even the donut is fucking round and could probably mesh with some gears. Like it would just be like a banana in with the cogs. And, yeah. and, and it sounds stupid and it sounds, it sounds kind of like, uh... wah, wah, wah. but that, that is the reality of it. Um, and sometimes I wish that it was a much simpler, I'm, I'm, without sounding patronizing, like working at a blacksmith's, yes, there's complexities and yes, there's um, people's opinions and people's approaches and people's processes, but it is a relatively kind of established and simple approach to problem solving. Yeah. That you will have, you will have Alex's way of doing things, you'll have Joe's way of doing things, you'll have Steve's way of doing things, and they might slightly differ. But they're all doing the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas the problems I have, Brett, absolutely, um, it's it's like people talking a different language. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, and those interruptions are, you know, catastrophic. Yeah. And to to go on from that, I one thousand percent agree with that. I like the I was just before you linked it into to the blacksmith shop. I was going to say, in when I'm in the workshop, if I'm doing um, in fact, almost any of the jobs that I'm doing, unless it's a completely bespoke commission piece, um, everything is broken down. Even the teaching is broken down into small little jobs. Like when we're doing production work, everything is 
broken down into tasks that take one to two heats. <laughs> like you make a hundred tapers, then you put those tapers back in and you make a hundred round tapers. Then you put those rods back in and you make a hundred curly cues. Then you put those rod, yeah. rods back in and you make a hundred shepherd's crooks. Like it is every single one of those is broken down into a single thing. So if someone comes in whilst I'm halfway through doing something, the most that's going to happen is me say, one sec, finish that heat. Right. Okay. What, what's wrong? And then I can go back and I can carry on working on that, that thing. So like in terms of interruptions in, uh, in the workshop, it's minimal and the disruption is, is minimal. I mean, it, it can be a case of like, all right, we've got to turn the gas off and, and we've got to go out for half an hour to help the farm hands or whatever. Like even with that, you come back and you can, you can jump straight back into it. It's not an issue. Um, day job. Um, like I don't talk a great deal about the day job, but it's where we constantly have hundreds of things going on per day. And we have, if you imagine we're like the central hub where if someone doesn't know the answer to a question, they come and see us. Um, and that's non-technical people and technical people. And it's even just kind of, oh, who do I speak to about this? It's always us. So even when we're um like even when the world's on fire and we're trying to 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 firefight and problem solve these these things we still get people coming in asking completely unrelated questions so we spend our entire day having um like people whether it's uh in a chat app in an email in a um coming in uh, into like the office physically and asking us questions that are completely unrelated to what we're doing um, and you couple that with the fact that we have, I mean, I, I looked at the diary the other day and we've got meetings scheduled for like almost every hour on the hour, a half hour meeting. And then you have to go back in and you have to do, like, I've got a piece of work at the moment that should be, like, you, you could sit down and you could knock it out in a day and a half. But that piece of work is going to take me fucking weeks because I'm constantly getting interrupted. And I, again, if I, if I'm in the zone and I, I'm working on it, like I used when I used to do coding, I used to put some um, like uh, purely instrumental music on or white <laughs> noise or whatever, and I could just I could sit there and I could bash out code. And again, I could get into the zone and I'd be bash fucking happy. Yeah, exactly bash, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and it would be fine. But this, it I find it really hard. And there's been times where I've had to go like, look, guys, I'm. I'm not on ops at the moment, so I'm not graph watching, but I need to go sit in a different room and just spend, even if it's just an hour, just working on this piece of work so I can actually get some with it, so I can get some traction. Because the 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 most um like I, I really struggle with motivation. And the the most disheartening and, and demotivational thing for me is having something and and opening the spreadsheet or the the page or or the the um, most demotivational de de thing for me is opening a spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, yeah, go, going back into whatever I'm working on and looking at it and going, this is the fifth time I've opened this today and there is no change at all. Because every time I've, I've read back through and got back into, right, okay, so this is what I need to do next. Some dickhead comes in and asks me where this goes or who that's in or, oh, have you seen that, that red blip on the graph? No, because I'm not on fucking ops. That's someone else. Fuck off and leave me alone. 
I think, um, I think that's 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 why making is such a powerful yeah um remedy to to the to these kind of real world situations and, <laughs> and I think you know Brett even talking about like you might not have you might not have attacked a a, a bullet light fitting in the same way someone else has um and absolutely that other person would have had exactly the same opinion if you'd have done if you'd have painted them first <laughs> no, no no I've got a fucking mirror and get the yeah. wiring in um but at least stuff's getting done. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the frustration. That's the frustration, Steve, that, that, that I feel with you is, is that without that close back to what we talked about at the beginning, without that closure, um, yeah. I think that the, the, the making side of, of, of our lives is, is so sort of um, therapeutic because yeah. you actually see things happen. You see things change. They might be minimal. It might be frustrating, Brett. It might be like try, try to turn um, staves from a barrel into a, a a chest and it the, the you know all the compound curves might completely be working against you but you, there's progress even if it's small progress um yeah. whereas kind of this this other situation i mean where it, it's just it just feels like treading water yeah mm-hmm. um and i th- i think that a lot of a lot of the listeners will will have similar experiences where you 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 kind of trying to you're trying to do the right thing you're trying to be productive you try to problem solve you try to help you try to make everything around you better. You try to better the company you work for or the, the clients that are paying you money. Um, but it's just it's just constant treading of water and, and even to the effect that that water is just getting deeper and deeper sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I I I know I spent enough time in the uh in the more like desk job and, and yeah. cubicle job world before you know, throwing it all away to try and reset and do this stuff, which still probably one of the best decisions I've made in a long time. And it's not, obviously it's not something that is a available to everyone and B everybody's situation is very unique. Um, I, I remember those days and, you know, I can look back at it now retrospectively and uh, I know exactly why I was so frustrated at my old job. Cause like I, I was an art director. I was in a good position. I was getting paid pretty well, but I hated every day for the last year or so that I worked there because of that treading water situation. It was like, we hired more people. There were more people on the team. I had people hired above me three or four. So now my one-to-one conversations with the guy who is my boss is now three steps away. <laughs> and I have to go through, like you were saying earlier, Al, now everything is this process yeah. of, well, you have to, consult scott first before you go over to john you're like john sits right there if i just walk <laughs> over there right now and tell him that i'm doing this thing who's gonna stop me it's yeah. like well is you gotta go through the right channels i mean the the irony is like even to your point steve there is now a process at work about not being allowed to interrupt people <laughs> so there's now more rules put in place that oh, interrupt geez. you to be yeah. about interruptions, but yeah, and, but the, and, the, and there's different tiers of interruption. There's like a phase one and a phase two, and it's like, f- f- like, do you not see the fucking irony that you're making life more complicated to try and stop the things that you did that are fucking up in the first place? Yeah, and <laughs> I, I, I think, I think Those I realized he's laying a fucking paving stone. One of them's gonna get hurt because they're yeah. all just bored. Yeah. If it was one yeah. dude laying a fucking paving stone, he would be paying attention. There's three of them. There's no accountability. There's no responsibility. And none of them give a fuck about that paving. And I think that's exactly why 
my my last job before I moved on to do this felt that way. Yeah. Or it's like I couldn't have put words to it at that point in time. I can only look at it now and go, yeah, every single meeting I ever had in that company had one, too many people involved. <laughs> and two, was more than likely unnecessary. You know, it's the same thing as the pavers. It, yeah. We needed to rebrand the entire company, right? That's going to take a handful of people and you got your product side that's going to be redesigning the website, logos, blah, 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 blah. At one point, 15 of us went over to a design firm who was going to help us with the rebrand. And I sat in a meeting room with maybe 45 people. <laughs> and it was just like, I, I didn't know why I was there to begin with because at that point I was just, on the marketing team. I wasn't actually in the art direction position, but at that point I remember just sitting there and call it, you know, typical grumpy me, but I was just like, I don't understand the point of this. Why are there so many people here? None of this makes sense. And I look back at it and there were probably 30 people sitting in that room that never spoke a word and had, they all had either laptops or notebooks in front of them taking notes or something, but it was really, it was five people, Selling the pitch, yeah. Our and team then 10 of people, people just saying things to kind of warrant their existence. Yeah. Well, I need to be in this meeting. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm I'm part of the design team. I I looked at that color on Photoshop one time, <laughs> and so yeah, it, it, that you know, it's obviously being a little bit stinky to the whole situation. And I know we're there's plenty of people that are still in the position that you guys are in terms of desk jobs and and stuff that you got to do to pay the bills. Right. It's, it's part of the way that things are. There is a process in the way that you guys deal with your days, the, the aspirations that you have in the future, hopefully you're in the getting there. Right. That is another part of those. When when we talk about process and I didn't want to get into this too early on, um, but it took me six months to quit my job. And it was a process. Like every single day was a process, right? And uh, then everything about moving up to this situation was a massive process. Like there's process in every aspect of of life. And I like how Al put it early on that it's all perspective. And it is so personal. But like the umbrella term that we give, you know, the word process is such a catch-all because there's so many processes to everything but yeah oh my but, god but, 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 but what you, what you might not think of as a process somebody else might think of like a 10 step weird complicated <laughs> thing yeah and you're just doing it instinctively but that's because you've you've done it for years or you, you you've, you've you've honed that skill or yeah. you know it comes to you naturally but you know like again apologies for, for, for going on about like <laughs> catering but like the amount of process you go through in, in cooking and, 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 you know, knocking down vegetables or, you know, getting your, your, your mise en place ready or anything to do with, 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 you know, going from raw ingredients to a meal is yeah. just purely process, yeah. but you get to a point where it's just instinctive and you're doing it naturally. You're doing it like muscle memory. You're not even thinking about it, but anyone completely new to that and, and would come in and go, Oh, what did, what was what did you do then? Well, I yeah. missed that step. We, what, yeah. How how come there's no skin on the celeriac anymore? Well, uh, you know, <laughs> and, and it, it. So again, it's it, exactly, but it is all relative. Like it, it, it's just down to you know what Jim might think is 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 absolutely not a process because he just does it. Yeah, 
hundred times a day. And and to be perfectly honest, there's a lot of, uh, of, of especially in the corporate world, that of of processes that people put in that, like you say, they they put in to to try and make things more efficient. And all it, it is, it's all, it's just capitalism. Yeah. It's just and, but mass thing, production. That's what processes are for. Yeah, but the thing is, is that half the time those processes end up taking up more time. Like, I, yeah, but they make it easy I, for idiots. I, I remember um, <laughs> when I was at, uh, when I was at one of my previous jobs, and uh, and I worked frontline IT, and I had um, I had to deal with with customers on the phone, but those customers were internal people they were people within the business we didn't speak to anyone that was outside of of the company and um and my manager one day decided that to to make it uh, a better customer experience and to make it more efficient um to, and to let people know exactly who they'd called that we had to say uh and i think it was hello good morning or good afternoon depending on which it was uh welcome to company it uh my name is steve how can i help you today um <laughs> and uh and i went oh yeah yeah that's a really good idea the phone rang i picked up went hello it and the person on the end, end of the phone said you're right i need i've got this problem okay yep i can do that uh there you go it's done sorted and put the phone on she was like steve you need you need to say the whole thing like, okay <laughs> hello it and i just going through, like constantly doing that <laughs> really really pretty with me i said I've just fixed all of those calls in the time it would have taken me to say your spiel. Like, what? what is it adding? Oh, well, it's in case they know. and because It's in case they come back and sue us. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> it, it's internal people. We don't need to say hello and welcome to company IT. Internal people like Quato. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's people that are in the fucking, in the company. Oh, it's my. that are in the trade counter. Like, there is absolutely no, they, they don't give a shit about, me saying good morning good afternoon whatever they don't care what my name is they just want me to reset their password like <laughs> it, it's not fucking difficult just let me do it let me fill out the form and, and that's it we're done and um but yeah i mean i think this is something that we really could talk about for ages and i just quickly want to wrap up because earlier on when i said about uh hating people that come up and uh interrupt me when i'm working there's one person in the company that i know actually listens to this show so Craig, I'm not talking about you. You. <laughs> <laughs> he is Craig. No, I'm not. Craig, you you're you, much Classic like the people Craig. much like the people that are coming up, you are spiffing. People that we think that are spiffing. Okay, uh, so we're doing sp ah uh this week so that means that i'm going first and seeing as we're talking about processes i'm gonna re-spiff someone that was spiffed in the very early episodes so i'm guessing quite a few people probably didn't hear that one um but it's john rigoni of rigoni ironworks and in terms of processes like the 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 last probably six to eight months of uh of John's Instagram has mostly been building his new shop. But if you look back further than that, the, um, the, the work that he did, um, for like his, his bottle openers, for example, like seeing the process of that, just seeing how simple, precise and clean and how well thought out those processes are is 
absolutely fantastic and and the uh he did a, a series of um soapstone holders for marking stuff out and again the processes behind that is just absolutely fascinating to watch and for for those in in the blacksmithing world like there is no one that i know of that is is better for for processes um and it's it's mostly about the tooling and things that he sets up because you know he he plans his process he figures out the process and he he designs everything around that process and it's it's stunningly beautiful to to watch him work so uh so yeah that's john rigoni of rigoni ironworks is spiffing Lots. so brett you're next yeah um keeping with the theme of re-spiffing which i already did once last week as well <laughs> maybe the week before um i just i have to spiff uh maker monster this time <laughs> around because the the video he posted was not only great as videos go, like he had the puppets, he's just wearing the goofy monster mask, but very quickly and very concise. Wait, Al, are those redundant? Nope. Quickly and concise. Two different things. Okay. Um, yeah, he showed this amazing process of turning a bug into metal, where it's all the... <laughs> I. I I don't understand the process at all. I will have to try it because he shows it very clearly. It's like a very easy process. It looks like very easy process with the right chemicals and the right setup to achieve basically just turning a bug from a dead exoskeleton into metal, which is amazing. <laughs> um, and he it's so short and he's just like, I think I'm going to do this to everything. <laughs> like no, no frills. Other than just a, a great video, he's yeah. he's really yeah. fun to watch, and I just love seeing. I've never seen that process before. I'm well, sure it's thing, gone like, when 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 you when you see the thumbnail or you you hear the description of the video, he's like, oh, "Is he going to cast it? What's he going to do?" Yeah, and exactly. it's like, no, it, it that's not what he does. But you just going <laughs> to go watch it. We're not we're not going to give it away. But yeah, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. I think Andy Pugh said the same thing. He's just like, "I need to do this to everything." This <laughs> is <laughs> yeah. very cool, and and. Yeah, just the fact that it's not some overdone nonsense. It's such a short watch and super fun. So, yeah. Well done, sir. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. That was in my mouth. Uh, Al, you're next. I'm going to go anti-process. Ooh. Um, you bringing it back full circle to um, just talking about what I was working on this week um and the wolverine video <laughs> um i recently discovered that there's a wolverine podcast which i did ah. not know and it's fucking brilliant oh, um, isn't that fairly new though it's very new and the, the, there's an existing one out there there's a 10 parter i think called uh, the long night yeah and they've just launched a new one which is called something else uh the lost trail so the long night is out um it's not suitable, not suitable for work. Uh, listener <laughs> discretion is advised. It's proper Wolverine. It's like raw, like Frank Miller Wolverine, um, and it's fucking brilliant. And yeah, if, if there's one man that does not have a process, <laughs> <laughs> it's Logan. Um, just the pure instinctiveness of it all. But yeah, just you're, you're spiffing Logan. I'm spiffing specifically the Wolverine podcast. Ah, oh, okay. Um, 
through the medium of, of, of Logan. Um, yeah, it's really great. It's really well produced. There's loads of really nice soundscaping in it, which I didn't really nice. appreciate. Uh, I've never really listened to audiobooks or anything. I think the the closest I've got um, is Night Vale to something that's like has production values in terms of an audio um, show. Uh, I guess you know radio shows in the past would, would, would that be that kind of thing, but um, yeah, it's great. The the, the voice actors are brilliant. Um, it's, set, it's set in Alaska, so you even feel like you're there. Um, it's weird. It's really atmospheric, um, but it's loads of fun. So Wolverine: The Long Night, uh, go and check it out. And I think if you get through that, there's a new one uh, coming out very soon, if not yeah. out already. Cool, nice one, man. Yeah, it's, not, I... and it's free, so just go on like your usual podcast apps or whatever, and it'll be on there. Yeah. Because I I heard about that on I think it was actually advertised on another podcast I listened to and I've been meaning to check it out and I'm actually going to listen to it now. Nice one. It's really weird because like it's free but there was like adverts or sponsors in the, in in the middle of it. Yeah. But they were just for other podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. And it was like it it was Lavar Burton. Uh, oh. LaForge's podcast. Yes. <laughs> Lavar Burton Reads. This is great. So this, this, is the, this is the best advert I've ever heard. It's just more <laughs> awesome things. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, cool. Have we got any other business? Yes, I'd like to just um, actually. This is why this came about because I was trying to find other podcasts or other things to listen to in the car because uh, Wood Talk is no more. So one of the kind of early podcasts that I listened to, um, they've they've hung up their microphones. Uh, they've been doing it for something ridiculous, like 400 episodes. Yeah. Uh, and I think there's only, only so many things you can say about wood, uh, as it is, <laughs> as we all know, a dying art. Um, but the guys finally have hung up, <laughs> yeah, hung up their mics. Um, I think they might potentially be back in the future, but I don't know. But yeah, um, yeah the, the, it was a great show. I loved it. Um, you know, I had the pleasure of meeting Matt Cremona, um at Yandel's. And I just, yeah. So thank, thanks for quitting. Basically, nicely put. Yeah, um, and then yeah, there's I, basically only two podcasts left. So, two. I can only think of one. <laughs> uh, yes, no, that was a that was a good shout. Um, I didn't realize they'd actually. I'd seen something about the fact that they'd actually quit, but I hadn't realized. That's, yeah, that's a shame. Uh, cool. Unless Brett, have you got anything else? Brett put his thumb down. Brett doesn't listen to Wood Talk. <laughs> Brett, Brett also doesn't understand how podcasts work. Uh, cool. So you can find us on all of the usual social medias. You can find me at Moonshine Metalworks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. Al's Cat Flap! Yeah. <laughs> Cat Flap. Uh, also, that's like the first time in about six weeks that I've managed to get through it without going. I don't know what that was. Uh, you can find us as a trio on at FWT Podcast on Instagram, where you get to see all of Al's lovely thumbnails. Uh, you can find us on the website at www.fwtpodcast.com. Uh, you can email hello at fwtpodcast.com, and you can find us in the best place, which is the Fools of Tools Facebook group. Uh, go join hang out, meet awesome people. It's really nice. Even uh, other podcast people are there. From what? Inferior podcasts. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Is that it? Is that it? That's it. Bye! <laughs>
Bye.